Welcome to our regular episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. We have discussed the condition of power before in earlier podcasts. Elron Hubbard defines power as an operating state, what he refers to as a condition. We just went over what a condition is in our last episode, but suffice to say that things, persons, organizations, etc., operate in different states or conditions. Take bodies, for example. Somebody might have a body in a terrible state or condition, and another might have a body in terrific shape. Well, they are observably in different conditions, and the person in great shape would be unwise to change much of anything because they're doing great. So whatever they're doing should be continued. Uh, But on the other hand, the other guy or gal better change something or they're going to wind up dead before their time. So different conditions, in other words, require different steps or formulas in order to get from where they are, their current condition, into a higher one. Mr. Hubbard, in his research, discovered that there are 12 operating states in this universe, they form a scale of 12. Higher conditions mean higher and better survival for the individual activity or group. With that, the optimum condition would, of course, be at the top of the scale. And the condition at the top of the scale, Mr. Hubbard calls power. Now, I don't know if many of you have ever thought about it, but all of you listeners here should be attaining towards this condition. If you're not striving to arrive at the condition of power, then you are, you're missing the boat. Mr. Hubbard states that power is, quote, such an abundance of production there that momentary halts or dips can't pull it down or imperil its survival, end quote. So that's power. It's a total abundance of production and nothing can bring it down. There might be dips here and there or a halt, but you know, the the organization or the individual uh, is on a roll and uh, nothing seems to bring down that condition. Now, there is a condition called normal operation, and that is a very comfortable condition, but I wouldn't settle for that. Though many of you might be thinking, you kidding me? I would give anything to be in normal. Well, you certainly can arrive at normal. And if you're ready to give anything, then give of yourself by committing to fully understanding and applying the conditions formulas, because that's really all you need. I commonly ask my members this question, what condition are you in? Or what condition is your business in? Do you want to know what the most common answer is? Almost 100% of the time? What do you think the most common answer is? I want you to think about it for a minute. Okay, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's um. Um. Try it yourself. Ask your friends who know something of the Harvard Management System, and you'll see for yourself. The answer is always Um, emergency, or um, danger, or um, affluence. It's always um. So what does that tell you? Tells you the guy isn't sure or he hasn't thought about it. How the devil is that individual ever going to get into power? You can all get into power easily. Really, you can. Just know your condition, what condition you're in, and do the step-by-step formula. And when you get out of that one, get going on the next one. And when you get into power, don't forget to recognize it and do that formula because the last condition I have ever seen any member assign themselves is power, even when they clearly are in power. Me? In power? 
you can't be serious. Just because I built this business that is in the top percentile of my industry, provided an abundance for all my family, and contributed hundreds of thousands of dollars to my favorite charities, and just about everybody in town knows me, do you really think I'm in power? Look at all these problems I have, blah, blah, blah. Look, man, power doesn't mean you don't have problems. But they are probably a lot bigger ones uh, when you're in power. Man, man, I have all these problems, such huge problems. Congratulations. You've graduated up to the big problem club where all the big beings love to hang out and tell each other and show off their problems to each other. Welcome to the, to the big being, big problem club. So power is what each of us should be seeking as a condition. And in every aspect of our lives, not just our businesses, because only with a team like that can we expect a prosperous, sane, and survival society or culture. Imagine a society in power. Total abundance. We can attain that too. But we can't attain that if uh, those of us who are aware of the conditions are not strenuously applying them to get ourselves into power. Because then through all of our work, we can, of course, bring up the condition of society. I couldn't resist making that point. And uh, really, when we have this knowledge, it is also our responsibility to apply it. So um, make your firm resolve that from now on, you're going to know what your condition is. So if I ever ask you, you don't have to lag. You can say, emergency, danger, but I'm doing the formula. I'm in affluence right now. You know what? I'm in power. Like, have certainty. You know what your condition is at all times, and you're doing the formula, okay? that If you were to take one thing out of these podcasts, all these episodes, we're up to number whatever it is, 55, if you took one thing away that you were just now fully resolved, that you're always going to know what your condition is, and you're always going to know what step you're on in the formula for that condition, not only would your, you survive better, of course, but we would be also be making a significant impact on the society around us, which certainly is not in power. It's probably more like in the lowest condition, which is confusion. But anyway, leave that for another day. There is a, a very important and interesting aspect to power. That's really what I wanted to talk to you about today, per Mr. Hubbard. And I want to cover this with you because if you understand this, it's going to make it that much easier for you to get there, okay? In an article of 16 April 1965, Mr. Hubbard states, in all capital letters, which by the way, means this is important, okay? He states the following, all capital letters. The rapidity of particle flow alone determines power. L. Ron Hubbard. The rapidity of particle flow alone determines power. So I want you to, to think about that. I want you to look at that and make that true for yourself, okay? I mean, think about athletes. Quickness is always an asset, obviously in boxing or in martial arts, but hockey or baseball, you know, football, speed. Touchdown! And the speed of the team, uh, the rapidity of particle flow. I mean, you know, I, I played sports as a kid and, you know, it was interesting as I started going up in the ranks. And a lot of people make these observations when they start entering the pros. The speed of the game just ramps up tremendously. These guys, all these athletes are getting up into a power condition as athletes 
and the great teams are in a power condition, and you can observe there is a rapidity of particle flow going on. Okay, now you can observe this also in businesses. If I said to you, slow, we're talking about groups, and I say slow, what comes to mind? I'm sure it's not a business. I mean, maybe, but you probably think of government offices. They are slow, man. And how many of you, if you had an alternative, rather than going down to the DMV, I mean, wouldn't you rather, you know, the Department of Motor Vehicles, you would probably rather do anything else but that. Because you know you're going to go there and you're going to wait, you're going to wait, you're going to wait, and everything's going to go slow. Okay, these organizations are not in power. If they were commercial organizations, they would not be doing any business. The only reason they're doing business is because you don't have an alternative. If you have an option, if you have two businesses that offer comparable service, similar pricing, which one are you going to go with? The one that you can't predict how long you're going to be on the phone, how long you're going to have to wait. Um, is it an automated phone service where, you know, you got to push a button and go from here to here to here to here. Who's got time for that? You know, for those of you who are using a system like that, I'd like you to rethink it just in terms of this definition of power. Rapidity of particle flow alone determines power. So if you don't have a receptionist and a live wire as a receptionist, I might add, with high, high speed of particle flow, and you're letting a computer or some kind of automated service handling your phones and routing people left and right, just consider for a moment if you're really doing your business a service with that, just by that definition. Are you really attaining towards power? I think, in my observation, I've seen companies that have had fairly good personal service switch over to automated services because they're getting too big and they're getting too... This is another great example of successful companies not recognizing those things that make them successful. They think it's something else. So then they they ditch something like speed of particle flow. You know, one interesting story of this is uh, this guy, Jimmy John's, you know, the sandwich company. I don't know if all of you have heard of it, but this guy started, Jimmy John uh, Leotard, uh, started his company in 1983 in Champaign, Illinois, and uh, he started in a garage where he was paying $200 a month in rent. And he had used equipment. All he had was a refrigerator, uh, a chest, freezer, and um, a meat slicer. And now today he has over 3,000 locations. And I, I don't think the sandwich franchise market is an easy one to break into. I mean, I'm not an expert. I've done a full study on it, but there's certainly a lot of sandwich places around. And uh, this guy boomed. And one thing about him, uh, I'm not a big fast food fan. I travel a lot, but I'm not a big fast food fan. But I go to his place because it's freaky fast. That's what they call it. They call it freaky fast. And you're in and out of there. Uh, the first time I was there, it was actually a little freaky. You know, I'm like, I order my sandwich and it's rolling off the line before I've even practically started to pay. Now I'm from New York, so I kind of used to that when I'm in New York, but uh, outside New York, I'm not used to that. And it doesn't surprise me that this guy has met with such great success. I mean, I think he was uh, Entrepreneur of the Year 2016. Um, he's won all kinds of awards. Here it says, Jimmy John's was named the number two most popular restaurant for business meals by expense 
reporting program. This is what, 2015. I would say if there's one thing I would comment about the place that makes it unique, it's it, it, they're, they are freaky fast. Now, I don't know if, if Jimmy John, the founder, don't know if he's still running the place, but I don't know if he recognizes this as perhaps the, the greatest quality of the place. I, I don't know, but uh, I hope he does because that is a great illustration of this datum. The rapidity of particle flow alone determines power. Now, Mr. Hubbard expounded on this in a classic article entitled Service. Very short, written 3rd of January, 1968. And he says here, Speed of service is of vital importance. The prosperity of a business is directly proportional to the speed of flow of its particles, dispatches, cables. Uh, in 68, you might send a cable overseas, like a telegram. Goods, messengers, students, customers, agents, etc. To prosper, service must be as close to instant as possible. Anything which stops or delays the flows of a business or delays or puts a customer or product on wait is an enemy of that business. This from Mr. Hubbard. Okay, this gives you a wonderful exercise to execute over the coming week. Grab your clipboard, or if you're good at thumbing things into your phone, then do it that way. But do an inspection of your lines of your company. Observe the particle flow and work out where it can be sped up and how it can be sped up. It can be sped up in numerous ways. A popular way is simply training people, drilling them on their functions. You know, if the receptionist seems to be laggy, I don't mean to pick on receptionists because you can have the same thing in customer service, you can have the same thing in shipping, you can have the same thing in any form of delivery, setting up of rooms, uh, execution of service. Look it over and make a little checklist or what we would call a mini program of what you have observed. Well, write your observations down and then write a little program step by step or target by target what you can do to increase the speed of service in, in your business, okay, or in, or, or in your activity. And do that. Get that done, make your observations, write your checklist, write your little program, and then execute that program and see what happens to your statistics, see what happens to your production, see what happens to the morale of the people in the organization. Now, when you do this, you might also ferret out some individuals that are just not willing and not about to speed up. That can happen. But I want to tune you into this thing about speed of service because it's not something that I believe most of the members are that conscious about, not conscious enough to really dig in and look. And I, and I say that because I call your offices and I know what it can take sometimes to get a response or to get somebody to the phone or to get something that I need or I want. And I also deal with this, of course, with other businesses. Now, uh, one thing I will comment on, uh, say what you want about Amazon uh, and it is interesting to me, I don't know that they would have this incredible success that they're having 
without the fact that they are very fast on their shipments. You know, so there's another great illustration of that. So look through your business and see where things can be sped up. He goes on to say this in this article. It's actually called Speed of Service, not just Service. I think I called it Service earlier, but it's Speed of Service. He, uh, just where we left off with anything which stops or delays the flows of a business or delays or puts a customer or product on wait is an enemy of that business. Good management carefully isolates all stops on its flow lines and eradicates them to increase speed of flows. So that was your assignment. That is your assignment. He goes on to say this, speed of service is of comparable magnitude to quality of service. And where exaggerated ideas of quality exist, they must become secondary to speed. How about that? You've probably been thinking as we go through this, yeah, but, you know, quality, quality. Yeah, of course, quality. Quality is of comparable magnitude to speed. But you, we all know these individuals that have such a, an exaggerated idea of quality that it takes them forever to do something or complete something. And in those scenarios, speed of service becomes actually senior. So then the final line of the article, he says, only then can a business prosper. So uh, that's speed of service. Yeah, a good manager, a good entrepreneur, a good business owner. This is a review that you should do on a consistent basis. Look over your lines you can, uh, one clever way to do this, by the way, is to just be a customer. Now, some people like to do that covertly without letting their staff know. That's fine. You could probably do that. What do they call them? Mystery, mystery sellers or buyers or whatever they are. You could have somebody call up your office and see what happens and uh, be a customer, quote unquote, be a customer for you. That's not a bad idea. But there's also nothing wrong with just saying, okay, good. I am a customer. As a business owner, everybody knows, and there's nothing sneaky going on here. You just walk in and you say, okay, I'm a customer. What do you do? And watch how they handle you. And you will pick up a tremendous amount just from that. Say, wow, we could really speed this up. We don't really need this part or, you know, this could be streamlined or maybe we need a, a routing checklist for this or how could we speed up this procedure? So speed of service. You will not attain power without confronting and addressing speed of service. Pretty simple, but uh, often overlooked. It's a key to the definition of power. Use this wisely, not to be funny, but do use, use this information wisely and uh, speed, see how you can speed up your organization. I think you'll, you'll be quite pleased with your results. As a matter of fact, please do continue to write in your results from listening to these episodes because uh, uh, it really has been very rewarding to see some of you who have been telling me, yes, we've been applying this and yes, we are flourishing. Yes, we are expanding. Yes, we are having highest ever expansion. So that's what we are doing these for. So let us know if it's occurring for you. And if it's not occurring for you, you can let us know that too, because uh, maybe there's something we can help you fix. Okay, so write us at info at wiseeastus.org. And let us know what is going on, good or bad. And uh, we love to hear the good news, but we also love to help you if things aren't going as they should. And uh, we'll be talking again to you next week.